Get money, yeah, yeah. Get money, yeah. Get money, yeah, yeah. Get money, yeah, yeah. Get money, yeah, yeah. Get money, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to here on Pure Finesse with Jacob and Malcolm, who happen to be the oh, superiors of what we call the Pure Finesse Sports Podcast family. Malcolm, only a couple more weeks left of the playoffs left in the NFL. And after the wild super, excuse me, wild card weekend, we have our divisional slate of games ready to go. Which one do you want to start with first? Um, I think we'll start off with what you, what you say. I think everyone may agree on is the league's best offense and the league's best defense in the LA Rams and the green Bay Packers. And I think this game is going to be exciting to watch for many reasons. Number one reason is Devonte Adams going up against Jalen Ramsey. I think everyone's excited to see that matchup because you got to throw the ball. Aaron Rodgers, he's most likely going to be throwing the ball to Devonte Adams and Jalen Ramsey is the number one corner and he's going to be guarding Adams for most of the game, if not all of the game. So I think it's going to be fun to watch that and who wins that battle. Um, this game, what time is it at? 4.35 on Sunday? Saturday. Saturday, my bad, excuse me. Um, yeah, a little whatever. But uh, in this past season, uh, oh, no, I mean, the past round, the Rams, they beat Seattle 30-20. to 20. I wasn't expecting that. I know you were expecting that. You predicted it, whatever. Not a big deal. You won the game picks this year. He's going to know more than I do. Uh, and then, obviously, Green Bay was the number one seed, so they got the bye. Who do you think what, – what are you most excited about to watch? In well, this game? it's going to be the league's best offense in Green Bay against the league's best defense in the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been a bad, bad man in this season, and he should be the front runner for MVP. Yeah. In my mind, I think he's the betting favorite to win MVP, and him and Devontae Adams has been an unbelievable combination the whole season, but Jalen Ramsey's been playing out of his mind too. I mean, he shut down, you saw how mad DK was on the sideline last week after not getting the ball thrown his way from Jalen Ramsey locking him down. So it's, and I don't know, Aaron Rodgers only thrown five picks this, the whole season. If we can just yeah. take that in. And when he played up one of his losses was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he was trying to force feed the ball to Devonte Adams and ended up throwing two picks. I think that's kind of implausible how Aaron Rodgers is able to throw two picks in a game, yeah. but it's possible. But the other guy in the Sally Rams D that's should be up for defensive player of the year every year, Aaron Donald. He's got some question marks coming into this game. If he's got he's got some rib issues, I don't know if we don't know if they're broken or if they're just, you know, I don't know, fractured, slightly fractured or whatever. But he didn't look right after tackling Russell Wilson. No. Um, he did have a couple of sacks in that game. So I mean, he's pretty unstoppable. And that Green Bay <laughs> offensive line is kind of suspicious right now. I mean, David Pactiari, their unbelievable pro, all pro left tackle, will not yeah. be playing. So, oh. and they're going to be, as a rookie guard, I don't really need to save my life, but he is going to get abused by Aaron Donald tomorrow, Saturday, if they don't do anything about it. But there's, they have another all pro center, Corey Lindsley, who made the all pro team. So he's going to be going to be pretty big to keep Aaron Rodgers healthy. I can't believe Aaron Rodgers never graced the cover of Madden. You want to take that in for a second. That's surprising, yeah. The fact that he has, I think maybe next year, if he makes a deep run and wins the Super Bowl. I'm, I think, I'm saying this year. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean. Like this coming year, I think he should be on the cover of Madden. He's just been insane. And the fact that he's never been on, that's, I can't believe that, Rude. Yeah, EA can hire me as a marketing genius because I want to see Aaron Rodgers with the belt on the cover of Madden. That's what I want to see. I don't know if he'd do that. <laughs> I would love it. 
so yeah, Green Bay is favored by seven points in this matchup, and the winner of this one gets to go to the NFC Championship game. Is it going to be the LA Rams going into Lambeau, or is it going to be Green Bay keeping on the number one seed? I think Green Bay is going to hold on to it. Uh, I know the Rams defense, I love them, but like I keep saying, I don't like this Rams offense. They, they're starting Jared Goff. It's not Wofford who got that awful neck injury last week. Um, but Jared Goff is in after getting that surgery on his thumb only like a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to do enough against Green Bay. Green Bay also has a good um, a good defense, and they have Jerry Alexander on that on the end of their defense, and he's a guy who can lock up people as well. Like I think he's slept on, so watch out for him to have a good game. But I think Green Bay will win this one. Well, yeah, talk about Jerry Alexander for a second. Every time our roommate Con, you know, ever mentions Jerry Alexander's name, and he's about to change into a new pair of shorts every time <laughs> he hears that name. So yeah, I'll be going with the pack. I think it's just going to be tough for LA to go into Lambeau. And yeah. when it's frigid temperatures, when they're used to the beautiful confines in a dome stadium in Inglewood at SoFi. So then Jared Goff, you know, he's a Cali boy. He doesn't like the snow very much. So I'll be going with the cheese heads. The next game on Saturday is 8-15. It's going to be the Baltimore Ravens going to Orchard Park to play the Buffalo Bills, who are here by two and a half points. Both teams played last week, Baltimore defeating Tennessee 20-13 to and Buffalo surprisingly only winning by three points against the Indianapolis Colts. Malcolm Lamar Jackson finally has his first playoff victory. I think, and it was about time, but when you think about it, the fact that people were only saying um, there's no other quarterback in his draft class who are, where people are saying, Oh, this quarterback just hasn't have a playoff win yet. Like why doesn't he have a playoff win? Lamar Jackson, he got his playoff win. He proved all his haters wrong. You can't really say anything bad about him right now. Um, the, the win Not bad for running back. Yeah, the win, in my opinion, against Tennessee wasn't completely convincing to me that they can make a deeper run into this playoffs. I think it's going to be tough against Buffalo. And the fact, I don't think that Buffalo win was much like a, a shocker. I thought like we, you and I both know the Colts D, they're pretty good and they played pretty good and uh, keeping it a three point score at the end of the games. Just losing on a Hail Mary uh, play, right? So. Yeah, exactly. So. But Baltimore has got some history with our – just talking about last week's game. Baltimore had some history with Tennessee, you know, after – it was a couple of weeks ago or in the regular season how Tennessee players were warming up on the logo and a couple of the Ravens guys were like, oh, I don't know about that one. I'm sure you know Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster fan about logos. But, yeah, yes. nice. After the uh, clinching interception with Marcus Peters, you saw the whole defensive, defensive unit of Baltimore step on that logo. Stomped on it. Oh. Just respect some savagery. Absolutely. And then Buffalo, really rooting for Buffalo. You know, just a lot of a lot of pain and agony for this yeah. franchise and almost barely, barely getting by the exactly. Indianapolis Colts. Because I think then Indy had the lead for most of the first four, first half. Yeah, they were playing pretty good. They had a good so, lead. If they didn't have, if they had a younger quarterback who could throw the ball deeper than Rivers, I don't know. That Hail Mary play might have been a bit different if they had like yeah, right? minutes. so. But there's going to be some inclement weather coming to Orchard Pork's way on Saturday night. You know, the polar vortex is making its way. Back. Yeah, if you can believe we're in January with this type of weather we have. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. So it's going to get back to normal come Saturday night. Snow in the forecast. It's going to be cold. So I think that suits Lamar Jackson's game because, you know, he doesn't like to throw the ball anyway. Yeah. So I think it just plays into the Ravens' favor. Uh, so I think that's why the spread is so close at two and a half points is because both teams are really, really good and both play a very different style, right? You see Josh Allen, the gunslinger with Stephon Diggs. Exactly. And Lamar Jackson, the lucky if you get 10 passes out of my complete. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a really, really good contrast of play style. So who do you think has the edge in this one? 
I think who has the edge? I think it's Buffalo on this one. I think they just have a gunslinger of an arm for quarterback, and he can run the ball too. It's not Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong, but he can run the ball too, and I think that's what's going to be the difference. You saw him against Indianapolis running the ball a few times. The whole season, they kind of strayed away from him running the ball, getting to pass more, and now in the playoffs, he's going to make those plays, those big plays. And so I think Buffalo is going to win this one with a big help to Josh Allen and his, and his feet. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Buffalo is going to win this one. Stephon Diggs had his first game in front of Bill's Mafia for the first time ever, and he was loving it. And you saw him throwing to fans before the game started. Yeah. So I bet everyone's getting off of that energy. So I just can't wait for this one to go because I think it's probably going to be the best game of the week. Yeah, honestly, I think so. The first game on the Sunday slate at 3.05 is my Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Worst playoff win since 1994 are going into the very hostile Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City to play against the best team in football, the Chiefs. So last week, if we have to mention this, Malcolm biting his teeth, uh-huh. the Cleveland Browns defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers by the score of 48 to 37. Malcolm, I heard it was a tough night for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, just right off the bat, getting that touchdown, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding? I was thinking in my head, too, right before that play. I was like, oh, Cleveland be- Cleveland gets the ball at half, so we better not mess up here and, like, not get a score. Like, get something here. First play over the head of Big Ben. Big Ben, get me wrong. He's 6'5", and the snap still went over his head, um, and he didn't jump on that yeah, it's ball. It's not like it was a uh, rookie center, either. Exactly. Marquise Pouncey has been, been there for, for 10 years. years, 10 years. He's been under center uh, with Big Ben. So uh, that made me mad. But Cleveland, they got good. They got that touchdown. They got good uh, field position for the first two scores and then just kept racking up the score after that. There's nothing you can do. Uh, I just want one more question to ask, too. What is yeah. your opinion on Chase Claypool's comments? I haven't heard I haven't heard much of you on this side of it either because, you know, what do you mean about Chase Claypool saying the Browns are classless? I, I think so. He was just upset about, um, okay. I don't think it was classless. He's just upset because they were making fun of Juju saying the Corvette Corvette shit. What Juju needed to do is not, not open his mouth before the games. Cause I even told all my white way down here to this house. I was on the, I was talking to my dad. I'm like, yeah, Juju made this dumb comment. Like the Browns is the Browns. Like he's just saying some dumb shit. Like it's going to bite him in his ass. I hope it doesn't. And it did. And he always does that. I don't think it was classless, but that's just Claypool sticking up for his, uh, for his teammate. And, but one other thing that I was kind of surprised about in that game too, is that no teams, not one team had a single sack. There's no, I, I, I figured obviously Pittsburgh wouldn't give up a sack because they're all like, well, I mean, if you want to talk about sacks, you want to hear about who played offensive right guard for the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, he oh, stepped some up. Guy he stepped up. Yeah, they, some guy named Blake. Some guy named Blake. The coach hasn't even met him yet. The coach hasn't even met him yet. Stefanski hasn't met him yet. We'll, we'll, we'll save the Browns rent for after we're done with this one. But I just want to <laughs> ask you, like, did you not think that whoever would have beat the Steelers, that you don't think that they would be doing the Corvette Corvette when they won? obviously bro like it was it's not just you could bring the la chargers in to play the steelers and if they would have won you would have been seeing <laughs> exactly bro like i don't know why they all have tiktok like all those other receivers have tiktok and i after the game claypool was or the day after he's like oh i'm not gonna be live on tiktok to discuss the future blah 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 i'm like bro oh, yeah. get off TikTok, don't focus on the are gonna get clapped. 
Like, yeah. buddy, you think you stand a chance against this Chiefs? I don't think so. Like, come on. After that performance? Yeah, like the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But we're going to get to the Cleveland Browns point of view here because I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear about, except for Malcolm. But, you know, after that, he was a lot of go Browns. So, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to hear this. But Joe Batonio, the Pro Bowl right left guard for the Cleveland Browns, was out due to COVID-19. So, they brought in, oh, I could even tell you the backup right guard, but he got hurt. And then some guy named Blake came in and played and stopped the best defense in the league yeah the pittsburgh steelers to no sacks or no turnovers for that matter yeah, nick no chubb turnover. kareem hunt had a fantastic game jarvis landry proved himself a huge game in playoff form i think it was his first playoff game ever if yeah. you do so correct me and you know buddy i know we get a lot of hate on this guy he wears number six at number at center that's Big Daddy O. Baker Mayfield had an absolute performance for the ages, a flawless 263 yards to go for three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Malcolm, do you know who has the least amount of interceptions within the last 10 games, including the playoffs of the eight remaining it's, quarterbacks? It's, it's Baker. I knew it's that before. Baker I, I knew that before Mayfield. Baker. That's right. That's right. So they, I'm not going to kid with you, buddy. They're going to have a very, 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 very tough go on Sunday against the best team in football, the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I don't think so, because I don't think it's going to be super tough. Obviously, the offense is going to be tough to stop, but I think the defense in Kansas City, it's not it's nothing much to be worried about, in my opinion. Uh, if Baker and them could do that stuff against Pittsburgh, which is arguably the best defense in the league, they can do it against the Kansas City Chiefs defense too. So, Well, right. I don't think you want to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, no. Tyreek Hill, Clyde edwards Lair, Le'Veon Bell, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Nicole Hardman. No, you so, don't. You don't. Because they can score in 60 seconds, but the Browns can score in six minutes. So if it's just, if it's constant firing, like you see who the, what kind of points they put up against good teams, right? They put up 48 against Pittsburgh. You put up 24 against Pittsburgh the week before. Yeah. You put up 40-plus against Tennessee. You put up 40-plus yeah. against Baltimore. So yeah, I don't true. doubt Cleveland's abilities to score. I have Cleveland's I have doubts about Cleveland's abilities to stop Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So that is the only plausible way that they can beat this team is if they could score more or really simple score more points but they could limit the amount of possessions that Kansas City has is the only way the ball they get exactly yeah they got to keep the ball in Cleveland's hands and stay healthy like they're going to get Denzel Ward their top cornerback this week yeah and they're going to get Petonio back so they they have they're going to get some pieces back they didn't have against Pittsburgh so Malcolm my question to you is who wins this monumental game for both franchises. Obviously, okay, in my opinion, I would love to see either team lose, but I would rather, <laughs> like, I would love to see Cleveland lose, but I'd love to see Kansas City lose just as much. But I think, realistically, I think Kansas City will come out and win this one. I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout. Like, everyone expects it to be, like, old Chase Claypool saying they're going to get clapped. I don't think they're going to get clapped. I think Kansas City will still win, though, but not by more than nine and a half. I don't think it'll cover spread. Yeah, I'm just going to stay quiet on prediction for this one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to play the New Orleans Saints at 6.35, I believe the time is. It's Tampa Bay going into New Orleans. New Orleans favored by three points. This is going to be the third matchup this season yeah. between these two NFC South rivals back into the wild card round. Tampa Bay just got by the Washington football team, 31-23 behind Taylor Heineke, I believe that guy's name is. Absolute yeah. legend. Hopefully, we'll see be seeing him sometime next year on some team. Yeah. And the New Orleans Saints defeated Chicago 21-9 to in the most lopsided of the wild card games. But the highlight of that one, really, 
was that Nickelodeon was broadcasting it, man. So it's getting slammed. I heard slime. this. I heard, like, imagine your first playoff game, first football game you're ever watching. It's on Nickelodeon and you're a kid, and it's the Saints just blowing up the Bears. I don't think you'd be wanting to watch football anymore. Yeah, I guess they picked the wrong game for that one. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you see young Sheldon making the flag calls. Like, oh, false. This is when my Mima sits down for dinner before my pop-up says it's okay to. That's false start. Like, it's pretty good for that kind of aspect of the game, trying to get that to happen. Because, honestly, I think football is getting to be at the point where it's not being safe to be played. As yeah. young kids want to be playing, I think they're choosing – or parents are choosing other things for kids to play. So yeah. this was definite – this was a definite help. But the third match of this year, and the Saints won both of them, and a couple of them well, – at least the one of them was an absolute shit pumping. The first one was 34-23 yeah. in week one and week nine on Sunday Night Football. An absolute travesty, 38-3 victory over Tampa Bay, Tom Brady and company. This is going to be the first matchup between two quarterbacks over the age of 40, and respectively, both of them are both one and two in passing yards and touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the battle of arguably the best two quarterbacks you're ever going to see play against each other. Exactly. It's going to be an absolute awesome game. If you're not watching this game, I don't think you're a real football fan because you have – Two players who are, I know everyone says Tom Brady's the GOAT, but Drew Brees is up there to, in that conversation too. And he's still playing. I think it's going to be his last year. I don't think Tom's done, but Drew Brees wants to come out here and just sling the ball around to prove that he can beat Tom Brady because Tom Brady's just owned this league. Yeah, absolutely. I saw watching first take this morning that Stephen A, absolute class act Stephen A, envy <laughs> that man, has said that Drew Brees has the most to lose for yeah this week and i totally agree with Stephen a because if he's losing everyone's it's pretty well documented that true breeze ain't coming back next season and he's going to get that nice little shiny new contract by nbc sports and get the apple core chris collins without the booth without michaels and you'll be seeing drew breeze and Al michaels be hosting games next week or next season so this probably is going to be it for drew breeze if they lose and honestly i think this team new orleans team's got a lot of good weapons and they're healthy, right? They're, they're, they're not the two seed for a reason. So, But a lot of people are siding with Tampa Bay because if they're seeing they played pretty well offensively last week, but they, no one could just got, just could stop Taylor Heineke for whatever reason. Yeah. So Chris Godwin's got to catch some balls that he didn't catch some balls last week, a lot of drops. And a lot of people are saying AB is the best receiver on this team. He is. <laughs> he is. Right now, like, he is. He's proving that he is. I've been saying once he comes back, he's going to prove himself being one of those top receivers in the league. And right now he's the number one receiver on a team with three elite receivers in Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and now Antonio Brown. So I think he's proven himself. Tom Brady has that connection with them. He's getting a touchdown to him almost every game that they've played in. Uh, I think he is. And he's going to be a complete difference maker in this game again. So do you side with the elite receiving core in Tampa Bay or do you stick with the old man Drew Brees in New Orleans? I'm going to go with Tom Brady and the Brady Bunch. I think that they're going to win this one. Um, I don't. I have, New Orleans has Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. They have all those guys back. Because surprisingly, how many snaps they play together all year? Like ten or something. You're probably on your fingers. Exactly. Um, I know there's. Like, they still have that chemistry. That doesn't matter. I just don't think that they'll be able to put up uh, against. Uh, it's too. Don't get me wrong, too. This is two good offenses against two good defenses, too. None of them are slouches. There's, I don't think it's like leans heavily towards more on one side on either side of the ball so i think it's gonna be down to the wire 
really close game, but I think Tom Brady and Tampa Bay will pull this one out. Yeah, Drew Brees has the best record against Tom Brady all time at five and two. Yeah. But I don't think that Tom Brady loses to the same team three times in a season. So Nuh-uh. I'll be going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go to the NFC Championship game. Drew Brees, been a good career, buddy. I know you're going to get first ball Hall of Famer for sure. For sure. We'll be seeing you next season in the NBC booth. Left coconuts. <laughs> So that is it for the divisional round, Malcolm. It's only three more weeks until we see some Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. So it's really coming down to the wire here. I don't know if I'm going to do it on Sundays anymore. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We got your hockey's back. Leaf sends tonight. Leaf sends Saturday night. nights of hockey. Exactly. So until I'm sure we'll get back to you before the AFC-NFC championship game. So until then, it's Jacob and Colin.